We've got uh, family values today, so we've got a lot of all the kids, or some of the kids in. We've got a lot of the kids in, I think. Yep, yep. <laughs> Danny, Danny Collett put his hand up, so there you go. All right, Danny, this is for you and all the other kids under 15. If the kids got their Bible, if the children have got their Bibles, Matthew 18. Just one scripture for the children or for the young, younger folk, young in mind, young in spirit. We're going to talk about that today, actually, your spirit. And I guess that if you're looking for a topic or a, or a heading, it's how's your spirit? How's your spirit? As we're turning to um, Matthew 18. And not the Holy Spirit, but your spirit. How is your spirit this day? And um, um, it could be you could be a visitor here today. It could be the first time you've come along today. You have a spirit in you, within you. You're born with this spirit. And maybe when we're first, and that's why I'm turning to a, a scripture that's sort of dedicated to children. When we're young, we don't we have a, an amazing spirit. When you sort of look at, you sort of wonder why adults smile at children. I think it's a bit of envy because the children are just sort of, you know, they're full of spirit, they're spirit full of boldness and, and sort of take on the world, you know. And, and somewhere along the line, talking about myself, if you like, or, or some of us, we sort of lose that, that bold spirit, that childhood wonder, you know, and, and the world isn't so big and wonderful anymore and things happen and we get a bit, you know, and we get a bit, and that spirit of wonder, we sort of lose it along the way. I'm just going to turn to the scripture anyway. In, in Matthew, we'll go back to that in a minute. In Matthew 18, this is dedicated to the uh, under-15s and Danny Collett. Um, Matthew 18, and in verse, this is Jesus Christ talking about children. In verse 1, at the, at, the, at the same time the disciples came unto Jesus, say, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye should not enter into the kingdom of God. That's a profound scripture, folks. We sort of read over it, but that says a lot. This is, this is Jesus Christ, and he said, there's no, no getting around. You must become as a child. I was speaking to a young, uh, young lad the other day, um, and he just sort of told me about this story at school. Uh, some of the boys... Pretty ruthless, actually. They were getting stuck into this other lad and said, "Oh, your mum's going to die. Your mum's going to die." And this uh, young lad sort of walked up to him and said, "What's what's going on?" And he said, "Oh, mum, my mum's got cancer." And so this uh, well, young brother in the Lord said, "Look, I'll, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm a Christian. I'll pray for your mother. She had breast cancer. I'll pray for your mother." And uh, the the lad went. Oh, he's in the Lord. He went away and had prayer for two weeks. He went back to the young boy, the young lad. Said, "How's your mum?" She said, right, they did a scan and the cancer's gone. Now, in the natural mind, when, when this young lad told me, in the natural mind, oh, something, you know, got it wrong. That's the natural adult mind. The young child believed. No, God healed the child. God healed the mum. God healed the mum. Because it's a natural, it's, a, it's that childhood. Jesus Christ said, we'll read it again. Verily I say unto you, except you be converted, become as little children. That's that faith. That's that wonder. That's that spirit of a child, you know. And we, sure, we get the Holy Spirit, folks, sure. But if you read the scriptures in the Bible, if you read all this, you know, if you go through it, even a Bible study, we have our soul, and that can be saved, but we also have a spirit within us. And that sort of, 
our attitude, our outlook, our and some people you see even in the world. I remember bumping into a guy in the world, and we were all sort of involved in drugs and all this sort of stuff. And I sort of and he picked us up hitchhiking, and I offered him some drugs because we used to look down anyone who didn't smoke drugs. We sort of looked down on, and this guy and I offered this guy some drugs. And he said, "Mate, I just love life. I'm just high on life." And his spirit, that was his spirit. That was his Elan. That was his approach. And I admired that and I wanted that. And who, I bet he was a Christian. I bet he was a Christian, you know. And who amongst us, myself included, first time we come to a meeting or even after you meet saints and there's a spirit about them, not the Holy Ghost, but there's something about them. You know, I want that. I wonder how many of us had that. I had that. First time I went to a meeting, can't remember the preacher, but I can remember meeting these, these, I was 19, these young people, sort of watching these, and they had something. What did they have? Sure, they had the Holy Ghost, but they had an approach. They had a boldness. They had a refreshed spirit, folks. And may we never, never, ever lose that. May we remain childlike in that. May, May the world never take that from us, folks. And just in here it says, this is for the children. Listen to this, children. Verse 10, Jesus Christ. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto thee that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father. Yeah, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. So next time, kids, your dad tells you off, just tell him, I've got a friend who's an angel and he doesn't like you very much, you know. (laughs) Or whatever you know, you have you have friends in high places, the children, and all of us. This angel had the presence of God, and it spoke of the children. And it says angels plural. You know, I don't I don't understand it when you read it. Don't understand these things. But Jesus Christ is speaking, so it must be so. It must be so. And it's talking about this children's spirit. Don't break the spirit. And we are guardians. I'm talking to the parents of the families, family day to day. Just quickly for the parents, we are guardians of our children's spirit. We are guardians of our children's spirit. We feed them, we clothe them, we give them money all the time sort of thing. That's the ATM, if you like. You've got all these things that we do and we provide, provide, taking the sports or whatever, mum's taxi, all that sort of thing. But apart from all that, how it's their spirit and that's the most important thing because when they grow up when they leave home it's that spirit that's going to get them through it's the holy spirit yeah but their their approach their attitude their their, how they feel about themselves and in this world and how it's all fitting together i remember talking to a brother married a married brother in the lord adult brother in the lord and he's talking about his mum and he said yeah look my mum i used to go to my mum and she used to give me all this wisdom and, I, and it was to my mum I used to go to for my situations and, and for advice. And her mum, I know, I know the mum, you know, and it sort of built them, her children up in their spirit. Didn't have much money, didn't have much, you know, in that sort of side of things, but had wisdom and had love and understanding and continually building the children up. So sets them forth, set them sail into the world. You see, go now. With a, with a full, confident, bold spirit, folks. And if we do that, then we've done well as guardians of the children. And all people said, we're just going to turn to Luke, Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2. Just, going to, just as we're turning to that, just got a couple of testimonies of some people. There's a sister, 
again, she, she actually went to a doctor's many, about 20 years ago, she went to the doctors to get her some results. Didn't, didn't have had no idea what the results were going to be. Doctor told her she had breast cancer, same thing, had breast cancer. Walked out of the, uh, walked out of the doctor's surgery as any person would, just crushed. Went home, crushed. I've got cancer. A sister came around that, that half an hour later, maybe a phone call was made. Sister just blasted around there, said, look, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just funny. She said, look, put some lippy on. There's an outreach, let's go. You know, you know I think it's a lady thing, you know. You've got to put some lippy on before you walk out the door or whatever. And so off they went. And there was a door knock. So this sister, who an hour earlier had been diagnosed with cancer, was door knocking on doors and talking about the power of God. And she, she could even be here today. But she's still alive and, and bold and wonderful. Every time I look at her, you know, you just think, wow. You know, and you sort of might admire great footballers or rock stars or whatever, you know, all these sort of people, wonderful, gorgeous sort of people in the world. They're the people that I admire and we all admire that strength, that spirit, the spirit of the person who went or the sister who went around to see her and her spirit to go, yeah, I will go out, I'll do that. You know, who would feel an hour after you've been told you've got cancer, let's be honest, who would feel like going on a door knock or an outreach? I wouldn't. I'd just be curled up on my bed, you know, just leave me alone, lights out, leave me alone, you know, and eventually I'd sort of get around to it, but not, not an hour later. There was another brother, PNG, the first tsunami that hit PNG, well, in my memory, anyway, it was about 20 years ago. He lost his whole family. He lost his wife. He lost his house. He had one surviving family member, which was his daughter. That was during the night. That day, when the sun came up, he was helping out other survivors, telling them that God is good, that God is good, and that God is great, and talking to them about the power of God. How's that? How would you be tonight, how would I be tonight, if I'd lost everything, natural disaster, earthquake, whatever? How would you feel the next day? How's your spirit? The spirit of that young, that young man. He had the Holy Spirit, yeah, but his, his spirit, his courage, his boldness is, it doesn't, you know, not that it doesn't matter, but God is good. God is great and he's witnessing to it, you know. There's other people, there's people overseas. I could name some of these people, but I won't. There's another brother who's overseas. Every time I visit him, I actually thought about this, every time I visit him, there's a disaster struck. I don't know if the two sort of came together. But um, every time I went and visited this brother, something would happen. And, and like bad things would happen. And he was there setting up an assembly. He went to visit his, his best friend who was a pastor, and the pastor falls away. And so he's sort of standing there going, well, I'm it. That was the first one. And there was all these other things. And every time, you know, there's disaster after disaster. I remember saying to this guy once, do you, what do you think about all these things? That, and he's going, what things? What, what do you mean? What, what things? So all these things that happen, he goes, no, nah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. I don't see these things. I have bigger plans. And his plan was to build a church and to save souls. And these things, he wasn't being self-righteous, but just, he's just telling his attitude. He's, what do you mean? All oh, these things, you just deal with them as they come. Just deal with them as they come. The goal is greater than that. My, you know, set my sails, if you like. 
And may we just take example of that, folks. There was a brother, we just turned to Scripture, we could turn to Luke 2. There was a brother who was going through all these tribulations just recently. Another brother went around there to talk to him and to sort of, you know, find out. And after two hours, the brother went around there was feeling pretty sad because we're just talking about the problem. And that's fair, you know, you go around there to try and help him. How are you going? Well, actually, now that you've asked, I'm going to tell you how I'm going. I'm going lousy after about two hours. Then the brother turned to the scripture after two hours. He just sort of didn't know where to go. And he just turned to this. And for chapter Luke 2, this is when Jesus Christ was born. Verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, this is what the brother read out. They both pulled out their Bibles and the visiting brother just read this out. He said, just read this, mate, just read this. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the brother said to the other guy, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the, and, the, and the brother that was going through all of these things, just and both of them, just for that time, just for a short time, just forgot about the problems, and they were serious problems, but just thought about the glory of the Lord shining around. And the brother said, what did they see? What did they see, these shepherds? The glory of the Got no idea. Got no idea what they saw. But it would have been amazing, and it would have been wonderful, and for a time... We talked about that. And for a time, we were both out of the situation, a bad situation. Just for a time, we've been lifted up and out. We're just going to turn to another scripture, Luke 9, while we're in Luke. Luke 9. I believe, folks, that's why I turned to these two scriptures here. They're sort of interrelated. I believe... Pure fellowship is gold. It is priceless beyond rubies, beyond treasure. Pure fellowship. When we speak of God and of heavenly things, when we're out of the situation, instead of going, yeah, you're right, they shouldn't have said that. Or, yeah, he shouldn't have, or you shouldn't, or even ourselves, you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You spend eternity thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have said that, or she shouldn't have said that. But when we can rise above that, either by ourselves, and that's wonderful, or when someone comes over to with us and goes, what did they see? The glory of God. And just for a moment, and that moment might be enough. That can turn us, folks. I know in my own personal experience, I had a guy do that when I was two months old in the Lord, and I was down at camp, and two months in the Lord, I just, no, I can't handle this. Too many happy faces, you know. And I just wasn't used to happiness and happy faces and people, hi, how you doing? And I just, no, I can't do this. And I was just about to go in my car. I remember it. And this brother, grabbed, he just spotted me. And he just grabbed me for about 10 minutes. didn't grab me for 10 minutes, but he just talked to me for about 10 minutes. And he talked about the power of God and how we're all going through things and we're all, gonna sh- we're all sharing it and we're all just human and we're all just doing it and we're all, gonna, we all just had the same desire and that's to walk the streets of gold. And that was a long, long time ago and I was, I was walking towards my car and that was, that was it. And I'm still here because of that. And maybe one day, folks... I'm going to see that brother and we're going to be in glory and I'm going to thank him 
because without that 10 minutes, I wouldn't be here. I know me. I would have gone and that would have been it. But that 10 minutes was beyond rubies because you spoke about God. didn't speak about the problems. You spoke about God. And we all do it. I'm sure we all do. And I know, I know this fellowship. We do it. Just 10 minutes. doesn't take long. There was 10 minutes with his two brothers talking about the glory around the shepherds. It was only 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever. 20 minutes talking about it. What did they see? But that may be enough to keep people, you know, to save people's souls. We're always talking about evangelism out there, witnessing and all that. Let's save each other's souls. Let's save the souls of our children. Luke 9 in verse 29. Luke 9. And, okay, verse 28. And it came to pass into the eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, this is Christ, and John and James, went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment... I was reading this today, you know, and his raiment was white and glittering. That's it, you know. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So he was just about to deal with this situation. It was actually the crucifixion. How would you deal with someone who was just about to be crucified? And he was a man. He said, oh, it was Jesus Christ. He just, you know, no doesn't say that, and it doesn't say that in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't just sort of stroll up to the cross. He was a man. And these two people, you know, Moses and Elias, appeared in glory and spoke of what he was just about to go through. But they did more than that. They appeared in glory. They, maybe they just reminded him of what's beyond the crucifixion and showed him home. That was his home. That's where he came from. He came from glory. And he'd been running around here and working the earth for 30 years, sort of focused on all these things, as we do. We focus on all these things, not the pressure that Christ had, but we're doing this and we're doing that and it's doing our head in and we can't get to sleep at night and we're worried about this and it's continually in our minds. We need to see the glory, folks. And you, know, oh, you can't see glory. I think you can. I think we can, we, can, we can project and in our mind's eye, you know, God's not going to say, oh, you had it wrong. Just to picture the glory and to picture, the, you know, the, God's face. And, when, and if we can go there and you can know and when you learn to do that, individual, we learn to do that as individuals. Christ did it. He disappeared on a mountain by himself or in a garden by himself. He was going to the glory. He was going to his Father he had all these things. He just needed time out, you know. And we, we've got all these, again, not on, on his level, but we've got, we're doing all these things, folks, in the church and in the world. If Christ needed it, how much more you and me, that we need our spirit to be refreshed and renewed. We need our spirit to be refreshed and renewed. Just in... Um, um, there's a scripture, I haven't got it down, it just says you know, about your spirit, to renew the spirit of your mind. To renew, and talking to the saints, you think, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm saved. Your soul is saved, but your mind could be somewhere else. Your mind could be going crazy and angry or, or frightened or, or bitter. Your mind could be somewhere else. Your soul could be saved. And you get through, you're going to get through from the, the, by the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ, our souls are saved, but it can either be a battle and we sort of struggle through and, oh, he shouldn't have said that. We get offended easy and we get angry easy and we don't forgive us our spirit. 
but we get there by the mercy and grace or we can learn to sail. We can learn to soar. Our spirit's soaring above these things and sailing above all these things. Remember the older folk my age, Mr Magoo? Remember Mr Magoo? He'd sort of drive through all these catastrophes. When I was in England, they used to, I was a foreman on a job, they used to call me Mr Magoo, all these sort of things falling down behind me sort of thing. But as in the Lord, folks, it's a real secret to learn to sail not to, oh, this is important, this is wrong, and, this is, and we've got our minds on all these things down here, and our vision, our spirit should really, and it desires to be looking up. That is our, if you like, our natural course, is to look up and have your children look up. Get your children talking about heaven. Get your children, when was the last time you did oh, do your homework, and they're all functioning, and they're all polite, and they're all eating their dinner, and they're eating their greens, and they're doing their homework. Are they talking about God? Are they, is their spirit soaring? Is it sailing? Are they learning where to go when they get bullied? Are they learning where to go when they get tempted by someone, a boy or a girl, or a drink or a smoke? Are they learning where to go? Their spirit, are they learning where to get their spirit built up? Are we teaching them? Do we know where to go ourselves? Do we know we've just got to get back on the mountain? Jesus Christ did it to refresh your spirit, renew the spirit of your mind, the Bible says. Renew the spirit of your mind. Let's just turn to um, um, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I believe that's what a church is all about, isn't it? You know, isn't that why Jesus Christ set us up as a church? You'd say, yep, you'll save seer, yep, you'll save seer. That's what they do these days. You know, you have all these great preachers and evangelists, you know, and 10,000 people, right, come down, get your heart saved, yep, you see her, go back to your church, see her. It was never like Christ didn't do that. He formed a church and he said, here, Peter, look after him. He formed that, that structure. So we are here together. And people could say, you know, oh, it's just me and Christ, it's just me and Christ. It was never just an individual in Christ. That is completely against the teachings of Jesus Christ. It is completely against the teachings of Christ. The teachings of Christ is that we look after each other, that we build each other up, that we uplift each other, that we, we're guardians of each other's spirit, just as we were the children. We're guardians of each other. You know, and we can turn a conversation and go, no, this, this conversation isn't, no, nah, I'm going to turn it. I'm going to bring in a scripture or I'm going to bring in something positive. And you finish that conversation on your own terms. You change that conversation because, you know, because that's what we're told to do, if you like. Just in, um, yeah, 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. And this is Paul. He's, he's an amazing guy. I was just reading this this morning. 16 and verse, um, hang on, folks, I'll get to it. Verse 16, <laughs> it says he's talking about these three guys. Um, yeah, in verse 17, and I'm glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunus to, and the other guy, for that which was lacking on your part, they supplied. It is brutal. He's saying, yeah, you guys didn't, weren't doing this. 
I mean, who of us would do that? You wouldn't sort of, you say, yeah, you guys are lacking. But these guys came in and filled, you know, filled the void. In verse 18, For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. All them that are such. They, they refreshed my spirit and yours. That's what these guys did. And he said, acknowledge them and, 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 and value these people. And it wasn't a position in the church. It's not anointed, if you like. It's not given. It's chosen by individuals within the church to refresh the spirit of, of the fellow brethren. It's an individual choice that we have. We don't need to be told to do it. It's something that we take upon it. And I know we do. And I know the saints do. I've seen it. It's happened to me, as I've said. It happens all throughout our church. And that's the strength of our church, is the strength of the spirit within us. You know, Sure, the Holy Ghost. But if you've got the Holy Ghost and you're broken in spirit, not going to happen. This is not going to happen. You know, with the Holy Spirit and a boldness and a refreshing and a childlike spirit that just, you know, because as we go on, our memory goes, oh, I'm not going to do that. I remember the last time. And I'm not going to witness because the last time the guy told me to shut up or whatever, you know. When I was very, very young, I was climbing the hills of uh, Hallett Cove, the cliffs, you know, as young boys do. The climbing the cliffs of Hallett Cove, and I nearly fell and died. And since that day, I can't look over. I can't look over here. I just can't do it. We were on a mountain, uh, one of those cable cars in in Cape Town, and Sarah's looking out the window. And look at those people. They look like ants. And I couldn't look down. I'm sort of looking up. You know, I was damaged by what had happened when I was 12. And sometimes we can be damaged in our spirit by what has taken place. You know, you might be a lady and, and, and men have been have treated you roughly and that sort of stays with you or vice versa or even your husband and wife, something's happened and it sort of stays with us. Christ says, no, be as a child. Children are extremely forgiving. You notice that, parent? You can tell them off and 10 minutes later they're laughing. You know, and you think, oh, maybe there's ruin their night. No such thing. <laughs> you know, life is too short. They're just, they're just jumping up and down and, you know, they just move on from one thing to another. They don't carry that. They don't carry grudge. They don't carry, you know, the scars. The scars come later sort of thing. You must be as a child. Jesus Christ said that. We can't get around that. You go, oh, yeah, but I'm growing up. We must be as a child, non-negotiable folks. Just a couple more scriptures to finish. Um, well, there, there it is, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, I quote it, we'll turn to it. Ephesians 4. I see, when you, if you do a Bible study, you'll see there's a, vast, there's a big difference between the soul and the spirit. As I said, your soul, you know, by the grace of God, your soul can be saved. If you're a visitor here today, by the grace of God, your soul can be saved today. The Holy Spirit can come in and the Holy Spirit can wash your mind and can take away all those things. But it's up to you to guard your own spirit once it's taken place. It's up to you to go, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to be that. You know, you guard your spirit. May your spirit be your treasure and your soul but your spirit, two completely different things. Your spirit will give you a joy and a peace and a happiness. A spirit will, will in, enable you to sail, to fly above all the things. You'll be sailing into the kingdom of God instead of on your knees in the dust walking towards the kingdom of God and just barely making it, making it, but just on your knees 
What would you prefer to sail, folks? And if you learn that secret, and if we hold that secret and refuse, just completely refuse to go down into the dust, I'm not going there. I'm not thinking like that. I remember when I used to think like that. I used to feel lousy. I'm not going back there. That is your decision to make. And my, I'm not going to watch that again. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to talk like that. I'm not going to talk about my brethren like that because I feel terrible when I do. I refuse to go back there. We make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But it's when we, you know, Peter made mistakes, but it made him more determined than ever. Made him more determined to ever to do the right by Jesus Christ, folks. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. And verse 23, four, and be, I quote it, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, folks. And that's something just daily. It's a daily thing. Don't let things come in and just have an old, worn out, you know, spirit. Just a worn. I remember when I came along to the Lord, I remember looking at all these people and thinking how young they seemed to be. They were sort of old in years, but he used to laugh easy. People notice that when they first come along? I'm sure they do. I'm sure I'm not the other. You know, Pastor John would give a joke and he'd laugh. <laughs> Love a man that laughs at his own jokes. And everyone else would laugh. I'm looking around and these people just were, were light in spirit. They were light, if that makes sense. And I was envious of that. I couldn't be like that. I had too much luggage, too much, you know, carrying too much. And I was just looking at these people, and I don't want to embarrass Pastor Paul, but I went around to a, a house meeting. I was about two weeks old in the Lord, and Rita and Jared Noble, that was their house. And I'm looking at these people, and the two opposites worlds collide. Me, out of the drug scene, and these people with, with, with ducks on the wall. You know, I remember that. I remember that, ducks on the wall. But Rita came over to me and sat down... And she wasn't condescending. She wasn't, what are you doing here? I better check the furniture. I better check the jewellery, you know. And I know that I wasn't, you know, all that flash of a T-shirt, you know. But she was open and friendly and light, of, you know. And it just really amazed me. Because I was just, even when I'd been in the Lord, just coming to the Lord, I used to hang around with all the young ones, like my age group. But here was a lady who was probably about my age now, old, you know, sort of thing. But she was just... Open face, if that makes sense, and, and light and, and happy. And there was Tim Tams and cups of tea, and, you know, I loved it. Just two completely different worlds, and I loved it. And that's not taught, if you like. That's just someone deciding to, that that was her spirit. That was their spirit, and that spirit rested upon the house. And you can tell when you walk into a house, there's a spirit in the house. You know, and may that and may that spirit be in our church. The visitors, may they come in and, and, and see feel that spirit. Holy Spirit, yeah, sure, absolutely. But another spirit, a spirit of welcoming, a spirit of happiness and lightness and joy and peace and love. That spirit, you know, that we have. The spirit of the children. The children are impressive. My when my mum came along, she's just looking at all these young people and just going, Look, we're all these young people. Why are they out drinking? sort of thing, you know? And it's because of their spirit and the Holy Spirit. She, she just loved the youth and it's the youthfulness of the church, Father. Oh, folks, Father. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, just, in, uh, just maybe to finish in numbers. I don't, I've got no idea how, what time I started, but we're just going to finish numbers uh, chapter 6.
number six. Yep, number six, just to finish. The first scripture that I read, I won't go back to it, but I want to refer to it. When the angel spoke to the shepherds, it was goodwill to all men, folks. It was a turning point. Before then, man struggled in the presence of God. Man has always struggled in the Old Testament in the presence of God. It just didn't fit. And I know in the world that if I stood before God, I would have felt extremely uncomfortable. I would not belong in heaven. I would not belong there. I knew that. You know, I just knew that. And uh, if, you, if you're a visitor here today, I don't know how you feel about that, but you can feel welcome. You could feel as a child coming home. Jesus Christ on that mountain with Elias and Moses saw the glory. Jesus Christ saw his home. He saw his home. He belonged there. He was just getting through this and then he was going back home. We're getting through this, folks. We're getting through our lives. Some lives are tougher than others. Some are hard, some are tough. Some are sailing, you know, whatever. But our home, may we see our home. May we see the glory. We're welcome in home. We're welcome in the kingdom. The angels are before our Father's face, even now, talking about the children. You know, we are welcome in the presence of God, even now. Actually... Sorry, folks, just another scripture. Jude just reminds me of another scripture. Two scriptures before we finish. Jude, I don't know what time we've got, but anyway. Jude, verse 24. Jude, verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. God, absolutely, present us faultless before God. How amazing is that? But we can do it now. We can stand before the presence of God now. It doesn't say one day. It doesn't say after the Lord comes back, we all go and we're on the pre- It doesn't say that. Now we can stand because of Jesus Christ. We can stand in the presence of God now and feel welcome and we belong. You know, when you go into a house, Rita and Jared's, I felt welcomed and I felt belonging sort of thing. The kingdom of God, imagine that. What price would you put on that? To be able to walk into the kingdom and to be welcomed, to be recognized. And I said, Ben, what's he doing here? You know, out, out, someone, out. He's welcoming us in, folks. What value is that to you? Read it again. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his, of his glory with exceeding joy. Jesus Christ, absolutely. But I put it to you also, it's us. We can keep saints from falling and we can bring them in. We can talk about the glory. We can talk about the presence of God. We can do this also. We are on the same level as Jesus Christ in this regard. We can present people to the presence of God. We can spend time uplifting each other. We can turn people's situations that they walk the streets of gold Whereas maybe if there wasn't that intervention, they might have missed out. They might have walked. Like I was just about to jump into my car many, many years ago. That brother turned that situation around. I'm still here today. You know, we are able to present people to the glory of God, to the presence of God. When we're witnessing, we can bring people in and speak about the glory of God. You can present it to them. Your husbands and your wives... 
Let us not just function in our marriage. Pay the bills, pay the rego, see how's your work going, you know, what's for dinner? That's sort of functioning. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we've got a good marriage. Do you talk about the kingdom of God? No, no. Do you talk about the kingdom of God? Do you talk about the glory? Do you talk about the wonder and one day? And do we talk, do we, do we spend time? Ask your, ask your wife about the kingdom of God. It's not always the authority, you know, the man sort of thing. What do you think it's going to be like? You know, I don't know. What do you think it's going to be like sort of stuff? Wonder. Never lose the wonder. You lose the wonder, you're sort of growing up. Let us be as children to enter into the kingdom of God. Sorry, folks, in Numbers 6, just to finish. Numbers 6. Let us never grow up, if you like. Number six, sure, there's responsibility, there's things we have to deal with, sure, but there's a reset. There's a reset, folks, and that's to retain the wonder. If you lose the wonder, hit your knees and start praying, spend time on the mountain, get it back so your spirit is calm and peaceful and you can deal with the situations. That's what we all need. This is, this is um, uh, Joshua. Here's Joshua. Uh, Moses, sorry, Moses, just before he died, I think, yep. And Moses is encouraging the saints. Maybe the last words, if you like. He was encouraging. The last thing he was going to say, he wasn't going to say, well, you guys are hopeless or whatever. You know, and I've, you know I've done all this and where's the, you know, where's the reward? You've done it and I'm doing all this and you're complaining. And, you know, he, the last thing he said in verse 24, the Lord bless thee. Read this to yourself, folks. Read it to your family. Read it to the brethren, folks, to each other. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And all the people said, 